Um, <laughs> hey, hi. Today I am really, I'm struggling with talking about this episode because I was so excited for it. And then when I started recording it, I was so all over the place and I couldn't nail down exactly what I was trying to even talk about. And the episode, like my first draft was an hour and a half long. And I was like, okay, this is just so much unnecessary rambling information. So I really need to figure out what I'm doing with this. (laughs) Like, what is my point? So I'm hoping with this episode that I can help you guys see a different perspective around depression and the feelings that we experience when we are depressed. I've been reading this book, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. He was a neurologist, a psychiatrist, and a Holocaust survivor. He came up with logotherapy, which is a therapy that is basically for finding meaning. And it's not just a therapy, it's also a philosophy of life. It's more than just psychoanalysis, more than just simple talk therapy. It's a way to live your life for those who are spiritually lost and those who are looking for an education on why they're confused. And I think a lot of us deal with this lack of meaning in our lives. And that's the basis of logotherapy is finding meaning, finding value in your circumstances, especially when you're suffering. And right now, this lack of inspiration, no motivation, depression, seasonal affective disorder, all these heavy feelings are really common right now. It's winter time, it's the holiday season, the year is coming to an end. There's a lot of stress, tension, overwhelm, excitement, grief, pressure, maybe a fun mixture of all of those things. And we start to scramble to find out like how we've done over the year, how far we've come, how much we've grown, how we can improve ourselves. And that can cause a lot of tension. And with that comes the struggle to find meaning, to find the motivation to even create meaning in your life. And I feel like when we deal with depression, what happens when it gets really severe is we get to this point of like, what is the point? There's no purpose to anything that I'm doing and I don't really see the point in even getting out of bed. What's the point of me going to work? Why should I even brush my teeth, etc., right? It can go to this really dark space. And what's behind most of that is this lack of motivation to find meaning, and then also just the lack of meaning in general. Logotherapy is really beautiful because it's focused on what it uniquely means to be a human and how there's this deeper connection to the soul, how all of us really are searching for a purpose and meaning, and not just like a grandiose purpose, but like a purpose in anything that we do. We want to find meaning behind anything that we do because consciously or unconsciously, you can't do anything deliberately without meaning behind it. Like even those simple tasks as brushing your teeth, going to work, walking your dog, those all have meaning behind it. And once you start to realize the smaller meanings, you find value in all of that. And it creates this wonderful 
upswing of then finding value in all of your experiences and finding meaning through all of that. So let's break down logotherapy a little bit here. There are three philosophical and psychological concepts that make up logotherapy. Freedom of will, will to meaning, and meaning of life. And it's based on the idea that we are driven by this inner desire to find purpose and meaning in life. So freedom of will is where we have the choice to our responses no matter the circumstances. Frankl says, everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. And this is easier said than done, right? To choose your attitude, to know that you have the power to do that in every single situation. It's easier said than done. Now, obviously, there are automatic reactions. There are instinctual reactions to situations that we all have. But in most circumstances, we do have the freedom to choose our attitude. Let me, let me just give an example here. Because this reminds me of what my parents have been trying to teach me forever. And it's that happiness comes from within. I kept telling them that I wanted to be somewhere else. I wanted to be something else. I wanted to just get there, get to this point of where everything was content. And my parents were always just like, where exactly are you trying to get to? What do you think is over there? Like there's just no problems at all. (laughs) And you're just always, always happy. Like that doesn't really exist here. So there is no getting there. Your happiness has to come from from within. Whether you fly to Italy or you move states or you completely change your appearance, all those things just create temporary happiness. So you have to choose your attitude consistently in every situation that you're given because it's only ever going to come from within. And with depression, it has this very serious power over us a lot of the time. And we're very submissive to that. We really give in to that power and allow it to really just rob us of our inner selves, our inner freedom. And then we become its plaything. We just like let the depression happen to us instead of taking the time to realize that we can choose our attitude in any given set of circumstances. And I'm not trying to make depression sound like it's fake, like it's not real, because it is, and it can be very severe. But I think we've gone just a little too far with it, like not just depression, but mental health in general. And I'm a huge mental health advocate. I love psychology. I love therapy. I obviously like (laughs) am an advocate. I got my degree for it. I went into debt for it. But there's a lot of meaning behind it and there's a reason for it. But I think we got so excited with mental health and that it was becoming more and more acceptable to not be okay all the time that we then caused a huge surge in everything being a neurosis, everything being a psychological problem, a mental illness. But really, and what's coming out more and more now is that it's not it's not really like a disease. A lot of these things are not diseases. They're things that are treatable. They're more like colds. (laughs) It's, It's more poor mental health than it is a very serious 
mental illness. Because things like depression and anxiety are treatable if you do these lifestyle changes, if you change your perspectives, you do this talk therapy, you do logo therapy, whatever, you know, psychedelic therapy. It's all about practicing that and practicing better mental health, self-care type of things rather than it being a disease that you consistently need to be medicated for. So with depression, we get fully sucked into that. We, a lot of the time, really submit to that power. And it's hard not to, especially when it's been around forever and ever. But this is just the first pillar. That's just understanding that you do have the freedom to choose your attitude. And that's not just with depression. That's in any given set of circumstances. You have the freedom to choose how you're going to react in that situation. So the next pillar is will to meaning. Will to meaning means that you are free to achieve the purpose in your life and you want to find meaning in your life. And when things like depression come up, it's because we don't have a will to meaning. We don't have motivation behind what our actions are, what our thoughts and behaviors are. There's no value in what we're experiencing because we don't want to, like we don't have the motivation to create meaning out of anything because the depression has sucked us in so badly. But what Frankel talks about throughout his book is that Every destiny, every meaning behind whatever you want to find meaning behind is completely unique to you. No situation is going to exactly repeat itself. No no one is exactly like you. No one experiences life exactly the way that you do. So there is a uniqueness in everything that you specifically go through. And every situation is going to call for a different response. This allows us to take a lot of responsibility. And I think that's something else that we fight with when we deal with depression is that we've put blame on this label that we were given. Like it's great to know that you have depression, but it has just added this other negative label that you're like, well, I'm just depressed. So like I may as well kind of sit here and do this, I guess, or whatever. And we don't find any meaning behind it. But there is a meaning and a purpose behind your unique suffering. And this allows us to take responsibility. That's kind of where I was going. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a second. So (laughs) depression a lot of the time and many other mental illnesses and symptoms of poor mental health have alleviated us of taking responsibility. But if anything, that's actually added stress on because now we are basically saying that we are just completely submitting to these powers. We are allowing them to break us down into these other bits and pieces. But when you realize that you can take responsibility for your life, (laughs) And you realize that there's a responsibility that comes with each task that you do. It can really bring a lot of ease to the suffering. Because you start to realize that you're irreplaceable. You are the only person that's dealing with exactly what you're dealing with. 
And no one can relieve you of that suffering. No one can stand in your place. Everything's going to be different for every single person at any given moment. So finding meaning in that and wanting to find meaning in that is really cool because it allows you to take responsibility for that. And you're like, okay, this is my depression. I'm not everybody else. Your depression is unique to you. What you're suffering through is unique to you. And so what else is important here is to slow down and see what's behind the depression. Why are you really feeling that way? Is it because of no reason or is it because there is simply a lack of meaning in your life? You are lacking that purpose. You are lacking meaning behind everything that you're doing. And if you kind of figure that piece out and you're like, okay, that's great, like... (laughs) You slowly start to find meaning in those little things and you start to want to find meaning in those little things. If that's if you can get your depression to that point where you're like, okay, what is the purpose of what I'm feeling right now? What's the point? Oh, it's because I'm lacking meaning. It's because I'm not finding value in my life or the things in my life. Okay, so now what are the steps that you need to do to help with that? Start writing down what you're grateful for. That's really helped me a lot. Like every day almost, probably every other day at this point. I was doing it every day, but it was getting extremely repetitive. (laughs) So I mostly do it like every other day now. But I journal about the things that I am really grateful for. As soon as I get up, I feed my dog and I go upstairs and I start journaling. And I'm like, this is what I'm thankful for. I am thankful for my home. I'm thankful for the experiences that I've gone through, even the worst of ones. I find value in everything that I've gone through because it just adds to my life. And without any of that, I wouldn't have achieved very much. So doing this practice of what you're grateful for, this is nothing new, right? We've all heard this, but like, Knowing that there is a reason behind why you're doing it to alleviate some of your suffering. I think another thing with depression is that we slowly stop caring because we don't lose everything we have value in. We don't lose the meaning behind everything all at once. It's not like some swift kick and we just lose meaning in everything or lose everything that we value. It usually slowly happens over time because we stop looking for value. We stop looking for meaning behind everything that we're doing. And that's why this is a practice. This is something that requires practice and doing treatment often for this. Because, again, we it slowly happens. And then all of a sudden... All of these things that you valued but you didn't pay attention to, all those things that had meaning behind them are gone. And so when you get to that point, you're like, well, great, now my life is meaningless. That's another reason why these silly, like cheesy things of doing like journaling and writing down what you're grateful for actually really help. Like hashtag blessed. That's actually really helpful if you do that like for yourself. It has nothing to do with the stuff that you have. You write down things that truly have meaning for you. Maybe it starts with stuff. I don't know. But like for me, it's always my friends, my family, my dog, the fact that I'm an able-bodied person, the fact that I have 
the privilege to, you know, do all these other things. I'm grateful for the food that I eat. Just all of those things. They have a lot of meaning to me. It just helps me with my depression because I'm like, okay, there's meaning behind everything that I do. Even if it's just to be depressed. Like if I'm dealing with a severe depressive episode and I am completely out of it, I just want to sleep. I don't want to do anything else. Like just socially withdrawn, not finding meaning, you know, whatever. I start to realize that there's even value in how I'm feeling then. I'm like, okay, I need to slow down. I need to rest. I need to take this time for this, that, and the third. So that was kind of a long ramble. (laughs) It's really important to find the motivation to create meaning in your life. Just knowing what's behind the depression and understanding that a lot of the time, it's very simple. It's just that there's a lack of meaning. And I know that sounds kind of funny now, like it's just a lack of meaning, don't worry. But it, it helps you realize that like you can find meaning wherever and it starts small and then it starts to get bigger and bigger and then with that you find more and more meaning in anything that you're doing and that helps you want to live basically. <laughs> the last pillar is meaning in life. This is based on the idea that We have the freedom and responsibility to bring forth our best possible selves by realizing the meaning in every moment of every situation. And I think that middle part is what's really hard. It's great to know that you can choose how you react to situations and that you have the choice to choose your attitude. But to practice it and actually find meaning in every situation, that's where a lot of the struggle is. Think this last pillar of finding meaning in every moment of every situation ties really well with the will to meaning, the willingness to create meaning in your life. It's just finding the purpose behind anything. And I think what stops us from doing that a lot of the time is this fact that we think meaning and purpose have to be really grandiose. They have to be like this destiny fulfilling type of situation. But that's not true. And I think that's a lot of what logotherapy does. That's what Frankel is pointing out. Frank, I'm not sure if it's Frankel or Frankel. I'm not entirely sure. So sorry if it keeps coming out weird. But <laughs> he uses these really extreme examples of when he was in a constant of when he was in a concentration camp. Oh my gosh. But this can apply to very real life that we live on a day-to-day basis. In his examples, there was meaning behind their suffering. There was meaning behind why they were continuing to live every single day. And while we're not in those extreme situations, we still struggle with finding meaning in our everyday. But it doesn't have to be this grandiose thing. It doesn't have to be because you're suffering so much and there's meaning behind it. It's just simply finding purpose in a general sense. There's a positive intention behind all of our emotions. Depression is regarded as a mood disorder. And I hate the word disordered. (laughs) 
it just really bugs me because it makes you feel like you're disordered or that your feelings are wrong, like they're negative or abnormal, but they're not. Your mood is not disordered. Your emotions are not disordered. You may not be feeling the best way, but that's nothing. there's nothing wrong with that. I think we've all heard of toxic positivity, and I think that ties in a lot with depression, is that you're supposed to feel happy and okay all the time because of all these wonderful things in your life or because you don't really deserve to feel depressed. Being depressed is not wrong. There's nothing wrong with it. There's just stuff behind it that you have yet to realize. And that's why taking the time to look into that, to give yourself that space, slow down and figure out what's behind it, doing therapy. All of that is to find out what the positive intention was. What is the value behind it? What's the meaning behind it? And when we realize that there is reason behind it, that there is a certain intention behind it, It takes a huge weight off of our suffering, off of our depression. I'm going to give an example. A little while back, I felt myself slipping into a depressive episode. I used to be depressed very often. Like most of my years were spent in either an anxiety-ridden way or in this depressive state. So I felt myself slipping into a depressive state, into a depression episode And I spent a whole entire day in bed and I was like, I have just no motivation behind anything. And I was like, okay, while I'm wallowing in bed, I may as well practice what I preach here and take a moment to sit with my feelings. And I did just that. I was sitting there and I was like, okay, what's trying to come through? What's behind this depression? And a lot of stuff came up that was really meaningful and really helpful Because it wasn't just that I was depressed. It was because of actions that I had done that made me feel like I was slipping back into an old piece of my life, into who I was many, many years ago when I really wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't respecting my truest self. And that's what was causing me to slip into this depressive episode because I was like really upset with myself and I just had put myself back in this thinking process of there's no point behind anything. There's no value in my life. I have no meaning. I'm just a fuck up. There's no fucking point. Like all of those wonderful thoughts were coming up. But what behind, what was behind those was basically a lesson that I didn't want to be that way anymore. And then once I realized that, I found a lot of value in that lesson. I was like, okay, that's really wonderful because now I know that my truest self really doesn't want me to feel like shit. (laughs) I don't want to be constantly disrespecting myself. I don't want to slip back into how I used to be. Something behind that depression and I found a lot of meaning and value in that. And then I took the time to rest, let my body reset, and move on. So there was nothing wrong with my mood. It wasn't disordered. It wasn't like abnormal or not okay. It just needed time and space to, for me to reflect. That's simply all that needed to happen. 
And this ties really well into that pillar of meaning in life because by realizing that every moment, every situation, there's meaning behind it, even if it's not like this beautiful, wonderful reasoning, like me with bread. (laughs) Even in that experience that I was having where I was really fucking unhappy and I was not okay, there was meaning behind it because there was a lesson that needed to be learned. There was a pattern that needed to be broken. So when this depression comes up or aggression, frustration, suicidal thoughts, it all stems from either not wanting to find meaning or not being able to find meaning in anything. I feel like our generations are dealing with this crisis of a lack of meaning. We are constantly having existential crises. Crises. (laughs) We're all having these existence problems and we suffer from feeling inferior and also really grandiose as well. Like we can have an inferior complex, an inferiority complex, and a grandeur complex as well. And what logotherapy focuses on is less about yourself and more about how to turn all of that outwards and just realize that you don't have to be this super like self-centered person basically this is kind of hard to explain so let me see here (laughs) frankel described it as defocusing all the vicious circle formations and feedback mechanisms which play such a great role in the development of neurosis that the typical self-centeredness of the neurotic is broken up instead of being continually fostered and reinforced I feel like a lot of us who go to therapy and are trying to do this inner work, we're working on our mental health, our mental illnesses, because we want to be better people. We want to learn from our experiences. But the biggest reason is we want to understand why we are the way that we are, why we do things. And this causes a lot of self-centeredness. It causes us to be really selfish because we're constantly looking at ourselves, (laughs) And logotherapy takes all of these vicious cycles and that constant feedback in your head from, and from other people, which can actually promote more mental instability. He takes all of that and puts it on the side. And instead of focusing on all of that, which although it may be important, what's more important is how you're going to move forward. How are you going to take those things, those traumas, that childhood trauma, that intergenerational trauma, this, all these inner workings, all of that stuff. Take that and regardless of all of that, how are you going to move forward? You need to find meaning behind it. You have to find value behind it and then you can move forward. I think for a lot of us, we've taken our therapy and our inner work and we've turned it to not just being self-centered and thinking like, I like me, 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 but also pointing the finger a lot at our parents and other people who had influences on our life. We're like, it's your fault. You did this. I am the way I am because of you, etc. And I'm getting to a point where I'm like, this is just really unfair for the parents and for other people because okay like great okay so it might be their fault now what like move on move forward find the value in that and then take it to the next step like stop focusing on it so hard 
when I was doing a lot of my inner child work and dealing with a lot of the traumas that I have experienced, I wanted there to be so much blame put on other people. And I wanted those people to take responsibility. And at one point for dealing with some of like the reasons of why I am the way I am, like why I'm kind of a neurotic psycho weirdo, (laughs) I kept pointing at my parents and I was like, see, like you made me this way. And at some point my parents were like, we know and we're sorry and we did our best. They took responsibility and they apologized for, you know, whatever may have happened. And I was kind of like, oh shit, now they've taken responsibility. What's left? I just have to move forward. I have to find meaning and value in everything that may have happened and all these things that make me the way I am instead of griping about it and continuously focusing on it. Because they did take responsibility. And even if they didn't take responsibility, there's nothing anybody can do about it. Like I have trauma, not from my parents, but from other past experiences like sexual trauma. And I can't go to those people anymore and say, hey, like you raped me. I don't know where they are. And even if I did do that, what are the chances that they're going to take responsibility for that? So instead of waiting around for that, I have to be responsible for how I react to the situation. I have to be responsible for my attitude and how I'm going to take those things and find meaning in them, find value in them, and move forward. I think in our society today, in this world that we're growing up in, we have the opportunity and freedom to do pretty much whatever we want. Like A lot of us are really okay with everyone doing whatever they want as long as you're not harming yourself or other people like you're not just being an asshole we're all pretty okay with if whatever you want to do like be a sugar baby be a sugar daddy go live in a van do that corporate job go you know whatever we're all okay with it but this can cause a lot of anxiety as well because it's so overwhelming to be like oh my god I can do whatever I want And so I need to do something really, really meaningful and that has a lot of purpose behind it and that adds to society. All of these things can cause a lot of pressure and anxiety, but it doesn't have to be this unbelievably huge thing. But just keep it simple. Ask yourself, what do you really desire? What do you visualize in your life? What does my imagination run with that allows me to see my true desires? Like for me, when I sat down and I was like, what do I actually really want to do with my life? Like, what is the meaning in my life? <laughs> what, what do I find purpose in? And it came out to be really, really simple because I didn't allow for what other people thought, what my parents wanted me to do, what society wants me to do, whatever. I just wanted, I, I just let myself like say whatever I really wanted to do. So again, it doesn't have to be this huge grand thing. It can be whatever you find that brings you that sense of purpose. And this is something that Frankl talked about was that even when you're doing this logo therapy work, when you're trying to find that meaning and all of these other things, it can cause a lot of distress. 
There's a lot of tension behind it, but by no means is this a mental disease. Wanting to have purpose, wanting to seek out meaning or find meaning in these everyday things and feeling stressed about it is not something that needs to be labeled as a mental illness. You're just simply having an existential crisis. (laughs) And that's okay to have. It's actually really normal to have. It's okay to have a sound amount of tension and stress with this idea behind finding meaning. And a lot of us put so much weight on that. We put labels on that. We're like, that's too much thinking. Now you have anxiety. Well, now you've pushed yourself so far down because you can't figure all this shit out. You've, you know, instead of fight or flight, now you're in freeze. So you're depressed. And we're just going to slap these labels on you and say that you're disordered. But breaking that disorder apart, finding the order, if you will, brings forth such a simplicity of what you're really dealing with. There are three different ways of discovering meaning, according to Logotherapy. One is by creating a work or doing a deed, which is really pretty self-explanatory, like finding meaning behind work that you're creating or doing something that has meaning behind it for you. Two is experiencing something or encountering someone, which basically means experiencing beauty, truth, goodness, and then experiencing someone like loving someone truly and fully. That is cause for a lot of meaning and that's a good way to discover meaning behind something. Even just like that cliche example of like a sunset. What, what do you see in a sunset that brings value to you? What does the, what's the meaning behind that? You can discover meaning in that way. And the third way to discover meaning is by the attitude we take towards unavoidable suffering. The best way to witness human potential at its best is when man turns a personal tragedy into a triumph to turn one predicament into a human achievement. He also says that suffering is in no way necessary to find meaning. He's just pointing out that suffering is kind of unavoidable. And so finding meaning in that suffering is really, really important. He also points out that if suffering were avoidable, or if you are suffering and it is avoidable, be it psychological, biological, political. This is more of a masochistic rather than heroic way of suffering. And I like the way he phrased this. And again, I'm not trying to hate on the fact of like mental illness or mental health issues. We all deal with these and they can become very, very severe. I also am wanting to point out that for When we're feeling more generally depressed or more generally anxious and we really haven't taken the time to look behind it and find what the positive intention is or what the meaning is behind it, finding value in all of that, that's when it becomes this masochistic way of suffering. Because technically, in a certain sense, it is avoidable. Because again, depression and anxiety are being understood as more poor mental health. They're treatable by simple or simply changing your lifestyle, adjusting attitude, shifting your perspective, doing these daily tasks to help your mental health, doing talk therapy. 
all of these are a way to treat depression, to treat anxiety. And logotherapy is just another way to do that. It's all a practice. To suffer through depression when it could be avoided by doing these simple tasks. That's kind of what he's pointing out. And healing is never completely over. It's always going to be continuous because life is continuous. It's ever-changing. Every situation is different. It calls for different reactions. And you start to learn from it and you heal and you move on. But you continuously have to practice to do this because all these different situations are going to be happening. But the more we practice, the more we do this search for meaning especially and finding value in all of these things, the easier it becomes to deal with circumstances that happen and understand that we do have the freedom to choose the way that we're going to react in a situation, to choose our mood in a situation. We have the freedom to do that, but we have to practice over and over and over again because this stuff isn't just going to be like, okay, there we go, fixed. I did, you know, steps one through five and now now I'm healed. Like, no, it's continuous. It's ever-changing. It's evolving. Every moment is unique. Every experience that you go through is unique to you. I also don't want this to sound like an attacking kind of way of looking at this because, again, I know that depression can get really severe. I mean, fuck, like, (laughs) I'm someone who dealt with depression for years and it was life-sucking. It was keeping me so low. But it wasn't until I started to practice these things and started to look for the value in my experiences and finding really simple meanings in my life and taking the time to also slow down, to reflect, to give myself space and respect, to allow those feelings to come through instead of constantly fighting with the idea that there was something wrong with them because that's what always used to get me is like, I'm not supposed to feel this way, but I do. And so then I would go and do things that would purposefully make me feel that way because I was like, haha, now I have a reason. <laughs> but instead of doing that... <laughs> Instead of doing that, we're healthier now, right? We're trying to be healthier now. I just slow down and I allow myself to feel what I'm feeling and I look for the meaning behind it. I look for that positive intention. And once I find that, every time I'm always like, wow, I've learned so much from just this small experience that has so much meaning in it now. Instead of dwelling on these things forever and ever, I'm like, okay, I'm starting to feel this way. I know what I need to do. I need to sit down and just allow myself to feel this way and let other things come through and think about what my body is trying to tell me. What am I needing to work on? What do I need to look at? I just hope that this brought a new perspective for everybody because I think what's really behind it is the fact that we don't have meaning in our lives and we all are in this constant existential crisis mode. So slow down and give yourself some rest, give yourself some space and figure out if what it is truly is just this lack of meaning, just not being able to motivate yourself to find meaning in anything. And then start small, find meaning in those smaller things first and then slowly but surely you'll start to find more value and more meaning in everything that you do.
So there's that for you guys.